When you think about the future, how are you spending your time? What problems do you want to solve? What career paths exist and how will you get there? Get the inside scoop on college and career options. Let's plan your future. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andre Anderson, Program Coordinator for Next Generation Scholars. I am so excited because for the very first time on our show, we have a student guest. So please welcome Kent County High School junior, Ronald. How are you today, Ronald? I'm doing all right. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you. (laughs) Are you excited too? (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so glad. Okay, so I have Ronald here because we are in the middle of Youth Congress Day. So the company that I, I work with, Maryland Business Roundtable for Education, we started this last year, this program called Youth Congress Day, where we really give students an insider's look at the legislative process in the state level. So last year we were able to take 100 students total from across the state to the state house. They got to view legislation in action. They got to take a tour of the state house. They got to really dive in and learn what happens when bills are presented, how they move through the different chambers, and how they become a law. And it was a really awesome day to be able to be there. What do you remember about that day, Ronald? What was your initial reaction? Had you had you ever been to the state house before? Uh, no. My initial reaction was mostly surprised how many like places there was and the tunnels that we had to go through to get to other places. The stairs were huge. It was a lot to take in. There, I forgot about the tunnels. The tunnels where the the people could go underneath and and get to the state house from their offices. That was very very cool, and and we got to kind of see all the behind the scenes. But of course, this year with being in the middle of of the pandemic, the event has been moved virtually. So we have about a hundred or one hundred and fifty students participating across the state in the virtual event this year. And at King County High School, we get to do this as a hybrid. So we actually have students in the auditorium participating virtually, but we kind of all got to be together as a group, which was really awesome. I'm, I'm really glad we were able to, to make that happen. So far, Ronald, how do you think the day is going? Can you, what, what have we done so far today? Um, we've heard multiple speakers talk, uh, like the president of the Senate, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, we also took a like a 360 tour of the whole place as a whole and then like we saw the 20th century part and then like the 18th century part and then we saw um the new things they added like the domes and stuff the wooden domes and then like the old things with the 28 feet large rod for like lightning and all that stuff and then um we're right now discussing about the i think it's the Zero one two seven. Zero one two seven. Yep. Yeah. Zero one two seven bill, and should it be passed or not, as like a mock vote thing to see how us as collectives of students would rate the the bill. That's awesome. So those were a lot of really great details. We got to do a 360, 360 degree tour, a virtual tour of the state house and see some of the architecture and got to even see inside the chamber. So what was different about the chambers this year versus being able to be there in person last year? What were the main differences this year? Um, I feel like I got a feel of what it really looks like because when we're in person, we're moving more fast. And so I couldn't get a whole glimpse what everything looks like 
because it was so crowded. So I really got to see how really spacious it is. That's interesting. So being able to do a virtual tour is actually a good thing. And we learned that a lot of the committee hearings and you can actually see inside the chambers, everything is being live streamed, which is a, a new thing. And all of the rooms are are spaced out now. So inside the, the House and the Senate chambers, there's plexiglass in between the representatives and the senators and People have been kind of moved around the room, but they were still able to bring the delegates in in person for the 90-day session. Do you remember what day she said they're on of the 90-day session? I think it was day 50. Day 50. So they're over over halfway through the 90-day session. And she told us during the tour, so we got a, a tour from somebody at the, the State House, this virtual tour. Do you remember how many bills are presented in 90 days? Uh, it's like 2,300. 2,300. Isn't that while 2,300 bills are presented in a 90-day session and they are halfway through and today the students get to look particularly at a Senate Bill 127 which deals with college admissions. So basically the idea would be prohibiting colleges from denying or really even taking criminal backgrounds into consideration when looking at a candidate for admission. So what we've done with the students is we put them into breakout rooms in our virtual session, and they're going through the bill line by line, reading through it, having discussions, and then they're going to take a mock vote and decide whether they would pass this. And we've kind of divided the students into two chambers. We've divided into the House, into the Senate, and each one will vote. We'll come back together and and have a, a vote from our session. So I, I love being able to to see that legislation in in action. And coming from an adult's perspective, you know, it's it's really it's awesome to see the students diving into the legislative process. It's really fun to see how it works. And that has probably been one of the most exciting parts coming from from this side. For you, Ronald, what what kind of interests you about about this process or being able to to see it? Um, just to see like in the debate rooms that we have, just to see the reaction of everybody and everyone's different opinions, because it really all comes together. And that's pretty much it. Honestly, just to see everybody's different opinions about the situation. And there's been some really good discussion and, and, and everybody's able to participate either by um, unmuting themselves or they can participate in in the chat. So we're able to see all that discussion going back and forth. So, Ronald, talk to me. So you are the student ambassador for Kent County for Maryland Business Roundtable for Education. What does that mean? What do you do? I feel as if I have a voice for my school, not just my school, but schools across Maryland as a whole, because all of us as student ambassadors come together and see what we can do for the better of our community and our school and the better for schools in general across Maryland. So when did you start becoming the ambassador for Kent County? Do you remember when that was? Uh, ninth grade year. Ninth grade year. So you've been the ambassador now going on three years. Yes. And in that time, what, what kinds of, of programming have you been able to be part of? Um, a lot of team building exercises with the other ambassadors and the people from my school. A lot of college tours and figuring out college life in general. Because the easy part is getting into college and the hard part is just staying in and which they just tell us about how colleges really is because a lot of high schools don't really explain that we just get thrown into the big ocean i would say so you feel like it's been good to see 
to engage with other peers and and learn a little bit more about about college life yes honestly because like i never knew so many things like scholarships and housing and just how to manage your time in general so what's in store for your future what would you like to do after you leave kent county high school um i want to attend the university of maryland and major in psychology psychology so what do you want to do with psychology um i want to either be a private company or work for a company and um work with kids that have autism wow so how did how did you decide psychology was something you wanted to pursue um it started around the third grade when me when i first moved to maryland and my best friend i found out that my best friend has social autism and i just always found it interesting about how people that have autism work because they're not in any way shape or form different than people that don't have autism they're actually i would say i wouldn't say better but yeah better because they have so many different special skills that us i wouldn't even say regular people but us we really don't have like they can have a specific subject that they're just like masters in and it's just really interesting to me so that idea interested you to learn how the brain works and how people work in social situations and yeah. since third grade wow since third grade you've wanted to pursue that so you're on a path now you want to go to college how are you preparing for that now uh taking really hard classes um the really only thing i really need to start really working on is time management i am a procrastinator i i, I will admit i will admit my flaws um, if I can get down my time management, then I should be all right, honestly. That's good to know what, what skills. So we talk a lot in the junior year about soft skills and skills building and understanding what skills you could bring to a professional environment. So we definitely talk about time management. We talk about communication, all of those different elements. So it's good to know what skills you have and, and what kinds of things you want to work on. So let's get back to Youth Congress Day. So do you remember taking the tour of the building last year? For the most part. For the most part. It was, oh, it was a year ago, right before the pandemic. It was it was last January. And we, you know, I, you even mentioned something about a crowd. And I kind of, I kind of shuddered a little bit thinking about a crowd of people, but it was, it was, it was January before we really knew anything that was, that was happening or going to happen. And we, we had 150 students in a conference room in near the state house and and everybody got to take a, a tour was there anything that really stood out to you other than i know we talked about the tunnels but during that day that you know you were like oh i didn't know that was a thing or it was your first time visiting the state house so what was that initial impression like um honestly it just surprised me how they can get all of this done in 90 days and then when we went down to the tunnels and i saw like the files and mails and then the one person behind the room was like, how does he keep all that stuff organized? That really surprised me the most. I remember all those files and how many people were there. There were so many staff members there and, and making everything work kind of behind the scenes. And that really that really struck me as as well, being able to see, you know, you, you might see your delegate or your senators and, and what they present, but you don't necessarily see the team of people they have working behind the scenes. That was really a neat thing to, to investigate. So right now the students are in their breakout rooms. They're discussing Senate Bill 127, which has been presented. 
to the, the in, in current session right now and what will happen once they finish their discussion what happens next um after they finish their discussion then actually i think it's my part where we start um voting to see the results of how the senate and how the house of delegates turned out and what they voted on yeah so we'll be able to to do a a vote and and come to a conclusion and the end of the program will kind of highlight what happens next. So the students will, they got to see inside the chambers. They got to learn about the legislative process. They're going through arguing one bill. So imagine doing that for 2,300 total, (laughs) 2,300 times, totally different subjects. And you guys get to really hone in on, on one and they'll do a vote and we'll kind of see the process, what happens when, a bill is voted yes or no. We don't know. We don't know what the vote will be. That's kind of the exciting part of it. We don't know if this will be passed or or not. And so we have to come together and, and see. And we'll kind of walk through what happens if a bill is passed, what happens if it is not. And the students will kind of get to see see that process. Do you remember when we were doing some some trivia about state senators and delegates? Do you remember how old you had to be to become a delegate in the state of Maryland? Um, I believe it was... 21 21 and who was the youngest do you remember who the youngest state senator was or maybe not the person but how old they were when they become elected 21 years and three months so in how so in three or four years you could run to become a delegate would you do that probably not (laughs) (laughs) probably not (laughs) it's a lot of work huh it's a lot of work but with your interest in psychology i bet it would be very interesting to be part of that 90-day session to see how people interact and how people react do you remember how old somebody had to be to become a senator? I actually don't remember, so I'm curious if you do. No, I don't remember either. I feel like it was 27. Does that sound right? They were both pretty young. Yeah. I was surprised at, at the, the age that you, you could become an elected official. The students got to hear from the president of the Senate, the Honorable Bill Ferguson. They got to hear from the speaker of the Senate, the Honorable Adrian Jones. That was really awesome to be able to, to see who those people were and later we'll also be able to be joined by some of our delegates in our district so students will be able to to meet with them but last year you got to meet with them in person do you remember what that was like um when we're in the little room yeah so we went to the 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 side room and talked to the delegates and who else was there it was the we just talked about it. The state superintendent? Yeah, the state superintendent. Yeah, so you got to talk to her before all of this stuff happened, before the pandemic. And do you remember what we were talking about, what we were trying to encourage them to, to do? We're encouraging them to um, continue the MBRT program. Yeah, so we're trying to encourage that we can, we can have these um, pre-college and pre-career programs throughout the state of Maryland and trying to to encourage the the delegates to continue to sponsor those those bills and 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 vote when the next time it it will be presented so currently the next generation scholars program is um, in year four of six and what in your mind so you you talked about what you get to do as an ambassador but what does the next generation scholars program allow you to do um it allows me and my other peers to explore different colleges and see how everything works and it really does help my other peers about college in general because most of this information they never knew before we went on all these field trips and stuff mm-hmm. where are some of the places that we visited uh um umbc 
Maryland University, the Naval Academy, and there's a lot more. <laughs> Do you remember the very first college visit you went on? Maybe ninth grade year? Was it Towson? Towson was one of the very first ones, yeah. but before that we went to Chesapeake. Chesapeake. Yeah, Do you remember yeah, that one? I do remember that. Back way, way back in ninth grade. Can you believe it? It's been a few years, yeah. but we the, the goal really is to, to show students opportunities and options. So visiting some, some two-year programs, we also do some career site visits so students can see, hey, if I don't want to go to college, what are my options? How do I get there? And this past week, you participated in... A mock interview what was that like um it was very interesting especially because the mock interview was for a job that like has nothing to do with my major so it was really hard to gauge how i was going to approach it but it ended up turning up really well she asked me a lot of good questions i asked her a lot of good questions and we had a good time what was your biggest takeaway from the mock interview session um I need to work on staying on the question because most of the times I would go off topic. So yeah, just gauging into the actual question and not trying to go off topic. Yeah. So we were able to work with some local professionals who who go through the hiring process. So people who review applications, review resumes, do the initial interviews with potential applicants. So they were able to meet with some of our, our junior students at King County High School and go through what, what would an interview look like. So if, if you were going out for a, a, a college interview or a job interview, what kinds of questions might be presented to you? What kinds of things do you want to be prepared for? And then I think the, the coolest part was that they are able to give you immediate feedback. So what kinds of, what kinds of feedback did you get or what did you take away from that? Um, again, she told me to like stay on topic a little bit and then I, I honestly don't remember what else feedback I got for the most part. I think, I think that the idea was, um, make sure to really highlight your skills. And I think, I think that's the most, the feedback that most students are, are getting from, from that session or those programs is to be, it's okay to brag about yourself a little bit, to, to really highlight your skills and, and shine a little light on, on what, what fuels you or, or what you're interested in, because that will come across really well, that reads really well to, to the interviewer. So students in the program get to do mock interviews, go on college visits, do career site visits, and next year, when you start preparing for college, if that's your choice, we'll talk about financial aid and scholarships and all of all of those things. Um, you know, we just passed the the deadline for the FAFSA in in Maryland, which was March first, which was Monday. So students who were thinking about college had to complete that Monday. So you'll start to en engage in that process very soon. Are you ready? Yes, actually, I am. You're ready. Yeah. You're ready to graduate. You're ready to move on. Yeah, I'm ready to leave. You're ready. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You are ready for that next step. So. Tell us what it's like. So you are you are doing um, the hybrid model. You're coming into school. How has that been for you? Um, I came in a couple of days and I missed a couple of days. It's been in between. Um, it's not that bad at all. I say there's an average about like six or seven kids in each class. I think four. I think five is the lowest amount. No, four is four or five. I don't remember. Um, it's way better than staying at home all the time because. Especially for like AP Bio, I need to be there for the labs and stuff, or it's going to be a, a lot more difficult getting data 
And then, like, I I needed this last year when I was taking STEM pre-calc because math is very difficult, and when I don't have a teacher right in front of me, even though he said he could help, it's just not the same than in person and him showing me. Mm-hmm. So you like you like being able to come back into the classroom? Yeah, if I need to. Yeah, yeah, that's nice that you that you have that option. And I'm glad we were able to bring students in today for Youth Congress Day. How has that been, the, the hybrid of, of Youth Congress? How is, from your perspective, what is that like? Um, it's actually going really smoothly. I feel like more people are going to interact because we're not at like home or on our beds. So we're not really <laughs> sleeping through it or anything because we're all sitting down and talking to each other about it. So, yeah. That's so funny because, you, you know, you could be doing school from your couch or your bed at home. And maybe maybe there's more opportunity to engage with each other when you're you're in person. Yeah. So we have um, about 15 students. We are, we're spaced out, socially distanced in the auditorium. Every student is on their device, but I've been able to, to stream a lot of it onto a, um, a screen and a projector. So we're able to follow along together, but in the breakout room so that each individual student has the opportunity to talk they're on their their own devices and the discussion's been pretty great especially in in the chat i don't know about you but i keep getting a ton of notifications that students are talking so yeah. that's really awesome I'm, I'm really glad to see that that people are engaging with the the legislative process so i'm really i'm anxious to see what happens with this vote if if they vote for or or against and again it's senate bill 127 the students are talking about the use of disciplinary action or or past criminal charges in, in the admissions process. So whether a college should be able to even initiate that that process, be able to look into a criminal background, and whether they should be able to use that to make a case to deny a student. I feel like they will pass the law. You think they'll pass it? Yeah. That's all right. So your your official your official guess is that it's gonna it's gonna pass. Yeah. I'm curious to see what happens on the the floor in the Senate in the the House as well. And you know from from the mock perspective, but also in the session, what happens with with that bill if it if it does pass or, or not? So I'm I'm excited for you guys to get to engage with the delegates, the local delegates. So a lot of our our seniors. So we had a mixture, right? We have some ninth graders, some eleventh graders, some twelfth graders. Yeah, we have a a really good mix of students in the in the sessions today. Um, but I'm really excited for some of the seniors to get to interact with the delegates because a lot of them have applied for the delegate and senatorial scholarships which some of these people, their offices will, will give out. So I'm excited for them to be able to, to see their faces and their names. And maybe that will trigger for them to, hey, I remember that student from Kent County High School. Let me give them a scholarship. <laughs> and maybe for those of you who are juniors, you get to lay eyes on, on those delegates. And when it comes time for you to apply for those scholarships, you'll remember who's, who that person is and you'll, you'll recall seeing their face. So I'm really excited about that process. What's next? Do you know what's what's coming up next for the MBRT ambassadors? What are you, what are you guys working on right now? Um, you guys just did some presentations. What were those about? Those were about taking a problem from our community and trying to figure out a way, finding a solution for the problem. So I know one person's was about animals, animal shelters, and then another one was about housing. That was in Cambridge, I believe. And then mine's was about um, elementary school kids not getting enough socialization, I mean socializing enough in their Zoom calls and stuff. And um, that turned out really well. I got a lot of information from like when I worked at Redner's. Well, I do work at Redner's. But when I asked the parents when they were with their kids 
And then I found out that they really don't talk as much because the teacher's really talking and how they really need those skills right now or because they'll be completely shelled off when they go into middle school mm. and they have to do presentations because they've never done that before mm. because of this pandemic. So, yeah. I can't imagine the kindergartners, they haven't gotten to go. Or maybe they do now. Or do you know if ele- elementary's back in, they're back? Some, yeah, some yeah. of them are back. Some they of them a, are. They, they have a day and B day too. Okay, they do. They're, they're coming back a little bit in person too. But could you imagine your first day of kindergarten being virtual? Yeah. <laughs> it's a rough environment, especially like you were saying. And I like that you focused on elementary students because their their social skills development is really, really important. Yeah. And it's no surprise that you you chose that topic with your interest in psychology. Do you guys have any other presentations? So what do you do with these? You you research the topic, and then who do you present to? Uh, we present to the other ambassadors, and it's basically just to try to help our community as best as we can from the power that we have. That's awesome. So do you feel like you're, you're building your communication skills being part of the ambassador program? A lot, yes. Being able to, to research a topic, present, talk about it. And even engage with the other ambassadors on on their interests in whatever topics they're they're choosing. What other skills are you building from being part of the MBRT programming? Um, being creative, thinking outside the box, um, trying to engage with everyone in the room, even if I don't know them. Because remember, we always have new student ambassadors sometimes, mm-hmm. and trying to get them as comfortable as they can to make them don't feel like an outsider in the group because they haven't been as long as most of us. Some of you have been part of the program since day one. Yeah. How m- so there's you, there's a couple, There's a student in Caroline that's been since day one. Sincere and Rip, I think. Allegheny and Dorchester counties. Yeah. yeah, so some of you guys have been there for, this will be going on year three for you. That's so exciting. I, I love seeing the development and I love... I love being able to offer this kind of, of programming to students and, and really give you the chance to to build those skills, to recognize what skills might be needed. And who knows, maybe somebody today from Youth Congress Day will think about going into politics. That could happen, any of them. Good. I think we're finding too, as we're going through the tour and learning more about the the delegates and the senators, that their backgrounds are all very different. There, there isn't really one particular major or one career that they all have. There's a, a, a variety of, of backgrounds, and I think that's probably been one of the most interesting parts learning about the legislative process is that you could be in agriculture, you could be a psychologist, you could have a law background, you could study women's studies, and, and, and you could be elected to be an official and, and be able to be part of that 90-day process. It does sound like a lot of work, though, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> Certainly have a better appreciation for it, having seen it from being there last year in person and then this year being able to to see what happens for just one bill and imagine doing that 2300 times it's a lot of work but hopefully hopefully we'll be able to do this program in person next year we're all fingers crossed hoping that we're able to to connect and and go back to the state house and and see the legislation in action Um, we got to see from the the viewing room in in the house chamber last year the the, the process so that'd be really awesome to be able to take students to do again next year so Ronald thank you so much for joining for today any do you have any words of wisdom for for students going into high school or junior year or even for your peers going into senior year um yes time management is key <laughs> procrastination will only take you so far in life I promise you <laughs>
I think he's going to say that mantra to himself over and over again. <laughs> Time management is key. Well, Ronald, thank you so much. Let's we'll head back into Youth Congress Day, and until next week, I am your host, Andre Anderson, and this is College and Career Corner. Bye. You're listening to ninety point five WKHS Warden.